Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry. As we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager, your two hosts along this journey are my fellow Voyager actor, Garrett Wong, who in 2012 played the outgoing crew captain in the film Rock Jocks. And myself, your favorite helmsman, Robert Duncan McNeil. Remember, you can get the full version of this podcast and lots more bonus material by signing up to become a patron at patreon.com forward slash the Delta Flyers. Robbie, hello. Rock jocks, huh? I know. What was that? 2012. Yeah, that was like another independent film. I was the king of independent films at some yeah. point. I was just doing one after the other. Um, it was kind of like a team of nerds. That's their uh-huh. whole job is sort of to try to repel asteroids that are kind of coming into Earth's trajectory kind of a thing, uh-huh. you know? So uh-huh. we're kind of like, kind of like a, I don't know, a st- Science Star Wars, kind of group Star or... Wars program, yeah, where we're right. sort of that our whole thing is we're a group of nerds and and I'm I'm the I guess I'm the day shift leader or whatever. And then right. after we're done, we leave, we hand it off to the next shift, and the next shift is the main cast. So I'm this gotcha. is a supporting character. Yeah. So had a lot of fun oh, doing it. Yeah. Like, who else was in it? Gosh, the queen of the nerds, the redhead gal. Oh my god. Oh, Felicia Day. Yes, Felicia ah. Day. I always forget her name. The queen of the nerds. The queen of the nerds. Felicia Day. Love Felicia Day. Great, great, great person. But with my old age, I forget everyone's name. So yeah, same, same. Yeah. Well, that sounds fun. So this week we are gonna re-watch or maybe watch for the first time. Yes. The void. The Void. The Void is our episode this week. I'm so excited. It's so interesting because, you know, when we started this whole podcast, I I kept saying, I saw everything. I saw every episode. I saw it. But, hey, season seven, it's like a new show to me. It really is. Wow. So many episodes that I did not see in their entirety. I do remember filming certain scenes, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's like a new. Well, that's the fun thing about this, this rewatch is like. We're both remembering things that that are deep in our brain somewhere, yeah, you know, yeah. these like moments or scenes or days of filming, a little yeah. detail. So, well, let's go watch The Void. Okay. And we will be right back with our discussion and recap of the episode, The Void. See you soon, everyone. We are back. I'm watching wow. The Void. Wow. We went into The Void. We did go in the to the void. We were such in the void. I had to take a shower and I've done my hair up nice, so I'm not oh, wearing my wow. baseball That's cap anymore. That's what the anymore. void does. You got to shower yeah. after you. I did have to shower after the void. Encounter the void. <laughs> okay. Definitely, you need um, a shower. Here's uh-huh. my haiku. Yes. I'm just jumping right into it. Here's my haiku. Okay. For the void, stars have gone astray. Ship raiding to stay alive. Hmm. Team up. To get out. Oh, I like the last line. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Good last line. Okay, here's our limerick for the void. Mm. It goes a little something like this. Into the void, Voyager finds it's arrived. And the new neighbor's charms have taken a nosedive. Fatome's Doc's new best friend. Janeway's goal at the end is those that work together will surely survive. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, you pulled it up 
pulled it together well, very yeah, nicely at the end. Of, yeah, yeah. I didn't know where you were going for a second. I'm like, oh my I didn't gosh, either. maybe he's lost. But then you found your way. I did. End. I found my way. Yeah, you've got to work together to survive. That's yes. Janeway knows how to do it. Uh, oh my goodness! So the void teleplay yeah. by Rafe Green, uh, James Kahn, story by Rafe Green and Ken Biller, directed mm. by Mike Vehar. I think you I got, got that, that right. right. Go wow. buy a lottery ticket. Go buy a lottery ticket. But yes, you got the Vehar right. And did either other of stuff. us get the uh, writer correct? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Yeah. But yes, yeah, very interesting story. It had some really great moments. I thought Mike did a great job. Love Mike Fahar. Always love Mike Fahar. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the cast. Sure. Guest stars, Robin Sachs, yes. who played General Valen. His very first credit is a film called Vampire Circus, 1972. Now, he also has a TV credit, which is 1972. So I gave both. Uh, the okay. TV credit is uh, a TV show called Love and Mr. Lewisham. So I think this might be a British show, possibly. Oh, yes, um, probably. Yes, Robin passed away, unfortunately, at the age Aww. of 61, at the tender age of 61 Ooh, in 2013. Young man. Young man, Aww. really. Yeah. So and Robin played, I'm sorry, Robin uh, played. General Valen. He's the first um, oh, alien yeah. in the void that we see on sure, the view screen. Sure. He comes over to us. He's got, okay. the, he's got the lines on his face, you know, the... the the sort yeah. of bronze almost. Yeah, a little, yeah, definitely. A little mm -hmm. Okay. Paul Wilson, yes. who played Loquar. I love those guys. <laughs> Loquar, he was the, he had like the hippopotamus looking ones, right? <laughs> yeah, he's the, the more, yes. Yeah, but they, they look like, they were the they aliens. Like okay. Do you, do you recognize those aliens? Yeah, they were the, what were they called? The, the watchers or the, the viewers, watchers, the yeah, viewers. They, were, they, they had an assignment they were, and they yes, had to just yes, watch and observe. Here, yes. That's yes. that race, which I've forgotten yeah. the name, but those are cool aliens. Definitely. Love those aliens. Mm -hmm. Very first credit for Mr. Wilson, who played mm -hmm. Lopoir, is a 1970 film by the name of The Strawberry Statement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Not, not, a, not a very no well-known film, but yes, no. but that's the very first credit. Okay. Uh, Scott Lawrence who yes. played Garen. Now, Garen was Scott the alien. Yeah, Scott Lawrence awesome. was the one in the red, you know, the, yep. the aliens that had the red uniform. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, the whole time I was watching this episode, I kept saying, why is Scott Lawrence so familiar to me? Well, uh, I put two and two together while I was doing credits. Scott Lawrence looks like the grown-up adult version of the young actor that played Webster. <laughs> maybe emmanuel maybe. lewis i mean I, although emmanuel lewis now as an adult does not look anything like scott yeah, lawrence like, because emmanuel lewis has some type of liver some type of yeah. some type of medical or health condition which prevents him from growing to a full size right yeah. to adult size but if he was not afflicted with such medical ailment uh, or like condition he would look like scott lawrence i also read scott lawrence his voice sounded so familiar Okay. And I realized he did the Darth Vader voice yes. for all the Star That's right. Wars. He That's does right. James Earl Jones' right. voice on the That's video right. game. Yeah. And James Which, Earl Jones was his in a in an episode of LA Law with him, right? Oh my goodness. Look at you. you uh, did you did you do the research on this or do you I, know him? Sometimes he was so familiar. I had okay. to look up his That's why you looked it up. Yeah. He's the one that I looked up. Yeah, because I was well, like, "How do I know this guy?" But yeah, he, he's he was awesome. Well, when I was looking at his stuff, I saw you know sometimes at the bottom of the credits you see a thing that a, a section that says self, like if you mm -hmm. were interviewed for something and mm -hmm. they produced it, and 
aired it, then you would have a, a credit like self. Yeah. And he had a credit for self for Star Wars Celebration. And I was like, what? Because I'm a big Star Wars fan. So and mm-hmm. Celebration is the massive convention that happens every year that's sanctioned by Lucas. And um, wow. I was like, wait a minute, what did he do? And then I noticed he has done every incarnation of a star Wars video game as the voice of Darth Vader since the dawn of time. So since the eighties or nineties, like yeah, uh, forever, since well, he was for, a young man, basically yeah. that's been bread and butter for him for sure. So doing that voice. And I understand because James Earl Jones supposedly has been a stutterer his entire life. Right. Wow. And so it, for him to get to not stutter, he has to know those lines backwards and forwards mm. so that he's ready to go. Like if you gave him a script change or if you gave him like new new pages, he would coll- crumble and collapse. He doesn't have the time to to rehearse it and get it going. And that's what I know, what, what I've heard about James Earl Jones. So naturally, if they're going to do a Darth Vader voice in a video game, they need somebody with a really low resonant voice that yeah. can imitate James Earl Jones. but doesn't have the issues that James Earl Jones does in yeah. articulating those lines, right? And you need it's someone to come a lot in. cheaper than James Earl Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Well, maybe he should have come in saying, I am Emmanuel Lewis from Webster. I demand maybe. a higher pay rate on this. Yeah. So, you know, I don't yeah. know. You're right. Much, much cheaper than James Earl Jones. Yeah. But his very, very first credit was yes. on a TV show that you also acted on. Murder, she wrote. <laughs> really? Yeah, nineteen eighty-seven. Uh, nineteen eighty-seven. When? Uh, what? What year did you do your murder? She wrote. Was it? It's probably like ninety-one, ninety-two, early nineties. Okay, so he was mid mid eighties, three, even maybe ninety-three. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember. Scott Lawrence was also in Star Trek Into Darkness, the feature film, oh, yeah, the one that, uh, that. yeah, JJ, the second one that JJ directed, mm-hmm. and also a tr- one Star Trek video game. He did as, uh, a video game for a uh, Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, concept as well, and but again, voice of Darth Vader. A lot, that's of, huge. A lot of nerd cred with Scott Lawrence. I, th- and I thought he was great. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Delarco. Oh yes, <laughs> I did not put I that not together know, till the no, very because... end. When I okay. happened to just notice to, it, because I was looking up Scott Lawrence, and just I saw, give you, wait a minute, Jonathan <laughs> Delarco. What? I was so shocked. I was like, what is he? He actually worked on our show. So I, um, I knew Jonathan before. Before Voyager, because mm-hmm. I was I was taking acting class over with Corey Allen and and Margie Haber doing a um, audition technique, mm-hmm. and that's where I bumped into not only Chase Masterson from the Star Trek world, but also Jonathan Delarco, who had already done Hugh Borg, the character of Hugh Borg, right. very popular from TNG, a lot of a lot of nerd cred there. But he was always making fun of me <laughs> because when I booked when I booked Voyager, I think. I think because he was such a popular character on TNG, yeah. I think he felt that he had an in that he was probably going to book a series regular on Voyager. And when it didn't happen and I booked it, I knew him and I knew him back in the day. Every time he saw me, he would he would say things like, your ship looks like a spoon and then walk yeah. away from me like that. It, would just, it, would be, it became this game that we would play. Like he would That's say funny. some really derogatory thing about, you know, um, or yeah, your ship looks like a toilet lid cover or saying things like <laughs> that, you know, it's just, just to get at me. And so now I get to say to him, you see, you see the karma that you brought upon yourself. You did get on Voyager, but no one knows it's you. You're completely right. covered up and you're some small little creature that runs around. And so I can mess with him. Now. He was great. He was yeah. very, I love the physicality. I, was, oh, yeah. I thought, I mean, 
That's harder maybe they actually hired a dancer dance, you know what I'm saying? When you have yeah. no lines, isn't that yeah. harder to act with zero yes. lines? Yeah. yeah. So Delarco did a good job as Fantome. His very first credit is a 1987 episode of Miami Vice. <laughs> he must have been it. living in Florida or something because they cast yeah. a lot of Florida actors. Yes. And we have one other actor who is credited at the end as a co-star, Michael Seamus Wiles, who played yes. Basel, Bozal, Bo- Basel, Bozal. Something like that. Okay. B-O-S-A-A-L. He was in a 1982 short film called Divided We Fall. That was his very, very first credit. Yes. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is the alien. He's the alien that was in cahoots with us. He was in our little alliance. And then he did some really bad thing to us, you know, to get that. Polaron inverter. Oh, that? yeah, yeah, that's he, right. He ended up killing other aliens to get, get out of here. Yeah, and so Janeway boots him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's Basel. Basel. Okay. Yeah. Basel. Okay. Basel. All right. There you go. Well, Those are our peeps. Uh, let's jump into let's this. Dive into this yeah, exterior adventure. Yes. <laughs> exterior space shot to begin. Voyager moving at impulse power. Yes. And then we jump right into the mess hall. Nice little establishing shot. Cameras moving. We see Neelix mm-hmm. serving the third course. And it's a very, very nice uh, tablecloth there. It's set up very formal. Very uh, Janeway, formal. We never Chicote. see tablecloths. No. In the, no. Very, no. very. And and look who's at ta- who look who's at the table. Look who came to dinner. Look who's coming to dinner. Janeway, Chicote, Paris, and Torres. They're yeah, having a, it's a, dinner. It's a bit of an odd like dinner party. It's I gotta odd, be honest. But I want to say this is also a very rare JC slash PT shippers yes. moment. Yes, it is. Yes, because it is. Because what is this essentially? This is it's basically a double, it's a double, a double date. date. It's Thank a double you date, for sure. So this is yeah the penultimate moment mm-hmm. for the, the shippers of both JC and PT to uh, just, you know, be excited about yeah. something like this. Are you, what's going on? Because if it wasn't that, Harry would have been there. But Harry's not there, right? I mean, it would have been more people. There would have been more yeah. of the main players there. But yeah. no, it was clearly, a double date. This is a double date. date. I'm going to say that right there. Um, okay. Janeway jumps into it. She goes, my compliments to the chef. The camera then reveals it's not Neelix. It's Seven. Mm-hmm. Seven, seven is cooking. My gosh. Um, I felt I thought Paris was a little like snarky. Paris and Torres, honestly, like really? you know, when when Torres goes, oh, it just keeps getting better. It was so dripping with sarcasm when she was wow. like, "Wow!" When Neelix says he he'd hang up his apron, Paris says something like, "Oh, that'd be a real tragedy." <laughs> Looking at Chicote, <laughs> and I was like, "God, why is everybody so snarky in that? Why can't we just I, have a nice I, meal? Why does I, everybody I, have to be?" Throwing jabs at everybody. It didn't play cooking. like that. It played more like you, you were having fun. Like you oh, guys really? were. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, oh, you stupid seven of nine. How dare you? I'm going to be snarky right. to you. I didn't get that at all. So if you okay, got good. that, I'm sorry. I, I did not. So I'm okay with that. Paris does ask for some salt, though, at a certain point. And <laughs> she's like, uh, you don't need any seasoning, yeah. additional seasoning. And she goes, yeah. if it's not, she's- if it's not up to your liking, then I'll just replicate you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm like, yeah. why didn't he just say yes? That sounds delicious. Yeah, yeah. I would totally take a peanut butter and jelly sandwich over that fancy white tablecloth. Yeah, right. And and that line to me is her playing around with you, playing back, yeah. right? So you can you can kind of interpret it however you like. Tastes. Well, you yes. <laughs> or or no, I'm not gonna say that. You have an unrefined palate. 
I guess a palate so. that just likes the plain meat and potatoes. That's it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's all. I'm not gonna say okay. childish, but still, this is I to me, it's just playful. And you can mm-hmm. also interpret it as snark versus snark if you want, but I'm not gonna go there. I'm gonna okay. say it's fine. The minute I saw Jerry Ryan, did you immediately think about the restaurant that she opened in LA the minute you oh, saw her cooking? That's, that's what I thought about. I'm like, oh my gosh, because she ended up not. Marrying the girlfriend of uh, Brandon Braga any longer and then marrying a chef who I think at the time was the top three chefs in the nation at the time. So and they opened. Yeah, yeah, they opened a restaurant called uh, Ortolan. And we had one Voyager Boys dinner there. And that's the one that I missed. And I'm so bummed that I missed that. Yes, I was super, super bummed. But it was fun. But I got to admit, it wasn't the same as our normal Palm Steakhouse. There was something nice about the steakhouse, the tradition of like, we would go to the same steakhouse over and over. We would. And it was really comfy, which is like comfort food. Yes. Yeah. That restaurant was our comfort food restaurant because we went there so many times. But still... Jerry put so much time into that restaurant of hers. Oh, I mean, yeah. she she's not doing the cooking. Her husband is, and she's not even on the line. She's not a sous chef. She doesn't, you know, prep cook or anything like that. But she was there. She's, but she was the there because she was the hostess. She was answering the phones. She was managing it. She was, you name mm-hmm. it, she was doing it. And she mm-hmm. was there on a nightly, you know, if she wasn't working, acting on something, she was there. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to the ship shake. Moving on to ship shake. I loved about the ship shake because that was white tablecloth and all this uh, formal dinnerware, you heard this sort of rattling, oh, yeah. which Clanky. we never hear because no. the ship is so sturdy. Yeah. That whenever we have ship shakes on the bridge, you don't yes. hear any noises, but this one had like, you know, China and, and yeah. silverware rattling. It, it was, was cool. going everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I did like it. Janeway hails the bridge, asked for mm-hmm. a report. We hear Tuvok, what actually we go to the bridge. We see Tuvok is sitting in the captain's chair and he says that we're being pulled off course by some kind of graviton surge. Yeah. Uh, we jump back to mess hall. Janeway says on my way and she leaves with the gang in tow for the bridge. Uh, exterior space shot. What did you think of that very first visual effect of being it pulled like into the anomaly? It like a whirlpool in space. And yes. I wrote, why are we flying right at it? <laughs> like, who is we're flying not, we're this just, ship? No, we're trying. We're not this, this is This is what happens when you go on a double date with the captain. Actually, okay? it's not Tom's fault because he's at dinner. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Flying, you were, yeah. I don't know. Well, we're flying right at the whirlpool. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think what it is is we're being pulled towards it. We're trying okay, to get maybe. away. Okay, but I I will say because you were on your double date, you really weren't there to kind of you know pilot the ship away from. Um, it. This is so, all Tom's fault. All I never Tom's thought fault. of it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, we're uh, we're on the br- we're on the bridge, and as Janeway enters from the bridge from the entrance closest to operations, Harry does inform her that we have rerouted all of our available power to the thrusters. But we just cannot break free. And Janeway says, try reversing the shield polarity. Nope, that doesn't work. Uh, Mm -hmm. Another huge ship shake. And we jump back to Mess Hall where Neelix and... Some dude. Well, I thought it was you for a second. I I did too. I was making notes. And when I looked up, I go, wow, Tom just... That's that's not Tom. (laughs) (laughs) 
I did too. I thought it was me too. too. Yes. And then I'm like, who we, is this guy? Just so you know, he, we've never had this tall blonde guy that never. basically is your he's the broke in, he's, version of you. Yeah. Why? What? Who is he? He's in why is every he there? scene with Neelix in the episode. Well, why, exactly. Moving forward, he's in all these scenes helping Neelix. I'm like, okay. why? I thought yeah, he was security was because while you guys are eating, he's standing off to the back. Okay. He's yeah, very, very, sense. he's not, he's not focused on it all or featured while you guys are having dialogue yeah. at dinner. But then later, of course, when the ship shakes and everything falls over, you see clearly it's him and Neelix. That's it. Those are the only two player people on the on camera. But I thought he was security at first. Then I then I thought there's no way because security is always in gold. They're not in red. So why would he be yeah. security at this yeah. double date dinner? So uh, very strange. Weird. We don't know why. Weird. Yeah. Don't know who he is, but no. he shows up a lot. Yeah, he does. Um, <laughs> but he falls. Uh, to, everyone falls to the ground, right? Neelix falls. gets up yeah. and he notices that there's no stars. He goes, "Where, where, what, where? What happened to the stars?" And we see through the mess hall windows. And we see a vessel that is approaching very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. vessel starts firing upon us, and we jump over to the bridge. We try to hail them. No response. Chakotay says, "This ship is Vadwar, and we've encountered the Vadwar before. Uh-huh. We know who these guys are, but..." The interesting thing is that this Vadwar ship also has technology from several different species incorporated into that ship's systems, which what? is very odd. Yeah. So we're like, what's going on? So another ship arrives and starts mm-hmm. firing on the first ship. So the first ship ends up hightailing it out of there. And so we think, whoa, sigh of relief. We got a, we've got a friend. But then that second ship starts firing at us as well. Yes. They penetrate our aft shields. And that's when we have a little montage of all the things that are being transported off of Voyager, being s- stolen off of yes. Voyager. Before they steal all our stuff, I just want to yes. say something for a minute. Say it. Um, Janeway says, evasive pattern beta six to Tom. Yeah. And... That we cut out to space yes. just as the as the ship, the new ship comes in and yeah. fires on the first ship. Right. And Jamie's like, let's get out of here. Basic yes. pattern beta six, which yes. by the way, we talked about this in our bonus material about the concept of if Tom was the greatest pilot in Starfleet ever, yeah, wouldn't need he- the science-based captain to come up <laughs> with strategic moves. He would know the smartest move. But anyway, he waits for her order. I guess. Evasive pattern beta six when we cut out to space. It's like we came to a skidded to a stop. Yeah. Backed up. We we did like a back up and spin. If you were in a car, <laughs> this would be like a Dukes of Hazard move. That we like skidded, we backed up. As we backed up, we spun out and turned the other way. It was a cool move, but I was like, why did Janeway you wouldn't know that all evasive pattern beta six? But it's cool though. It's I, one of my I loved your why description. Isn't everybody going. Tom, that evasive pattern beta six was the greatest beta six ever. Why aren't they doing that? Because <laughs> it was awesome. Said, she should have said, Mr. Paris, evasive pattern, Paris special. And then you yes. would have done a little thing like that, right? But yes. um, yes. I, I just want to say, when you just described the captain being the science-based <laughs> captain, the way yeah. you said that, all I could think of was plant-based Fill in the blank. So plant, the right. plant-based captain, basically, because yes. you yes. had plant-based this, plant-based that, and you yeah. you you worded it as 
science-based captain, which is, I love, she is, and I've never heard of her described that way. So I just want to say thank you for- She's science-based. Tom is speed-based and he should be taking care of business, (laughs) which clearly he did. Nobody's commenting on how awesome it was. I got to watch that move again. I got to go back and watch that move. I've never seen that move before. I think I was writing notes down when that move happened. It was a good move. Okay. Anyway. Good to know. know. Uh, Let's go back to your stealing stuff. Stealing. So the stealing happens. The transporting Mm -hmm. happens. Transporting off of Voyager onto that alien ship. Cargo bay. You're seeing containers disappear there. Mm -hmm. Hydroponics. All the plants. Everything gone. Engineering. A computer console. And we fire, but the ship ends up going to warp. Uh, Janeway says to Paris, follow that vessel. Paris says, Nav sensors are malfunctioning. Janeway wants a damage report, loss report. Also wants to know where the heck we are, because at, th- at this point, we're in the middle of nothing, right? So we don't yeah, know no stars, up no, or down, nothing. nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Chakotay says they took more than 90% of our food stores. Holy that's a lot moly. Of, that's cleaning out our fridge. They yeah. literally, they left us, they left us ketchup, relish, and a mustard container. That's and, it. And like the and the ketchup packet, right? Yeah. Not even <laughs> they, a whole. They didn't even give us a whole. Not thing. even they a whole thing. It's just like yes. a ketchup packet. They left us the packets. Left us. I mean, what's up with that? A computer yeah. console from engineering emptied three of our deuterium tanks. Paris then says, "Why would they take deuterium? You can find it anywhere." And Seven says, "Well, anywhere but here." She doesn't detect any gases, any stellar bodies, or any matter of any kind, except for the ships that attacked us. That's it. We're in a void. We're in a void. Tuvok scans and says there's 150 ships within our scanning range that I've detected, but only 29 of the 150 have life signs. Whoa. Yeah, that's so sad. That means like that's ghost very ships. sad. They're ghost ships. Mm-hmm. So Kim says that there is another vessel approaching at high impulse. They end up hailing us. And on screen, on the view screen, we see General Valen. And mm-hmm. General Valen is basically saying, welcome to the void. And he, you know, he comes off pretty nice. And Janeway is very wary. She's like, okay. Uh, you know, I'm I'm ready to defend myself if you, you know, try any funny business. But he says, I'm really impressed how you fought off the other ships. And Janeway wants some more information. He's happy to provide it. And he beams over to us. Or maybe he takes a shuttle. We don't know how he gets over. But we are in the briefing room now. In the briefing room, Valen's in there. He's describing the void to us. Yeah. And he's standing by a monitor, I got to say. Yes. As he describes the void, I'm looking at the image of the void. Yeah. It looks like a giant energy donut. <laughs> it's like, it looks like a donut. It's, it's, uh, ra- it's round. It's Dunkin' Donut or Krispy Kreme. Out. What are you, what are you Dunkin', saying? A big, a thick big Dunkin'. Dunkin and it's got these like donut. funnel spikes coming out of it that I thought looked like, like sparkly sprinkles. <laughs> so it was like an energy donut with these sparkly sprinkles coming out of it. That's how I would describe Valen's image. See, your description of the void makes it sound enticing, like a place that I would like to live in. Well, that's why Tom wanted to fly into it, because it looked like a donut, (laughs) and he loves donuts. So, uh, Oh, my gosh. But we do. Yeah, Valen (laughs) describes the energy donut, the void, and he uh, says that you get pulled in by these funnels. And it's but, that, but the funnels only go one way. They don't go out. Yes. They only pull in. That's yes. that's the bad part. Yeah. He says they've been there more than five years. Oh, um, my Jamie God. thinks there's got to be a way out. But he goes, nope. Yeah. Uh, new arrivals always think there's a way out, but there's not. Yeah. And let's see. She says, uh, well, maybe you can help us with food and energy and things like that. 
And he says, well, I have some tactical data on some of the dangerous predators here. So I yeah. can share that with you. Yeah. He mentions our photon torpedoes. Yeah. He wants those. And by the way, and, I, and he, I know what you thought the minute he says he wants photon torpedoes. I, know, I, I sat there watching that. And I said, I, I can see Robbie sitting in his chair watching this and going, we what photon torpedoes? We've already run out of them. We're at negative 54 right now. Yeah. If you do the count of how many we had in the beginning. We ran out like we, three seasons ago. So we're Fourth. negative. We're in the negative. Negative now. photons, but yeah, he scanned them. Janeway yeah. clearly knows we don't have any, but she plays along. <laughs> like we're not going to trade, we're not going to trade you what? any weapons. And then uh, Valen, when he's when he says, uh, she says we're not going to trade. He whispers, "Yeah." I thought his "why not" was very spooky. I got to say, oh. he was spooky, Valen, to me. He was, he was really, yeah. He was. I spooky. didn't get that at all. Yeah. My goodness, it's so yeah. funny how you know different people interpret things differently. He felt very. He felt like a. Like a seductive, evil devil god. Come <laughs> to the dark sides. Become a pirate. <laughs> evil devil god. Yeah. yeah. But so, Janeway says, no way. I will not compromise my morality. <laughs> uh, we are not going to trade weapons or plunder inner, innocent ships. Uh, yeah. These are compromises I won't make. So she says, no way. And he says, we'll see. We'll basically. see. Yeah. yeah. These are compromises you won't make yet. Is what he's yet. basically saying. Yeah. Uh-huh. We go to engineering next. A great tilt down from the oh yeah like the balcony that down nice. to the bottom of the warp core. Mm -hmm. It was a steadicam shot. I noticed a lot of steadicam in this episode, yeah. which I thought was yeah. a nice, nice change because we don't often didn't often use steadicam on their show. So no, like per episode, maybe would, would one it be day. like maybe one day, right? Or there's mm -hmm. some episodes we wouldn't use steadicam at all. Yep. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But this one, I think he used it a couple of days, a couple of two, three days because yeah. it was in quite a bit. You know what I remember more than anything else? Not just the Steadicam operator, but the other guy that's holding the cord to make sure the Steadicam operator doesn't mm -hmm. hold, you know, doesn't trip or just keep guiding him where he, mm -hmm. if he's, especially if he's, if he has the camera and he's walking backwards, right? There has to well, be someone there. I to... forgot about that. But back then we shot on film cameras and there was a video tap so that people could look at monitors and see what the camera was seeing yeah but that at the time had to go through a, a wire uh, a wire yeah so there was a a grip yeah. who would cable you know pull all the cable <laughs> yeah and nowadays they don't do that anymore do no, they no <laughs> there's a remote it's it's all wireless so you don't need a cable guy to no you, you just get your image I mean, sometimes the image <laughs> I, you know falls apart and you get away yeah. hey we lost our image and you wait for a second but but yeah, I forgot there were see, cables. Yeah. And because I took such a long time off from Hollywood, literally, I am my thinking of production is still ancient from the 90s. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so when I think of Steadicam, I think of the cable guy holding, making sure he doesn't trip on all it. Gone. So all gone. all gone by the mm -hmm. way of the dodo bird. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, where are we? We're, well, in, we're in engineering. That great yes. tilt down. Um, yes. Janeway asked for a report. Horace says that we're using power 10 times our normal rate. Yeah. We're not even moving and yep. energy is just being sucked out of this. Uh, the anomaly is draining our warp core, basically. Mm -hmm. So we're going to run out of deuterium in 10 days. That's not good. That's not no, good. That's bad. Janeway says shut down all non-essential systems and we leave engineering trying to figure out what we're going to do. We go into astrometrics. I love that Tom was sitting on the steps in this scene. I just want to say <laughs> I was like, Mr. Cool or Mr. Lazy. I'm not sure which, but. But it's a different move. You don't see that yeah. blocking typically. Yeah. So I like it's it. It's funny because we've been watching um, 
Succession. Succession, yes. HBO. Yep. And I've commented since the first season on that show mm. that those characters love sitting in unconventional ways. They'll sit in a chair backwards. They'll yes. sit on the floor. They'll <laughs> sit on tables. They'll sit on stairs. Like nobody sits in a chair. So when I saw this, I was like, oh, that was like a succession thing. Like I sat on the steps. You know how <laughs> you know um, how with um, Paramount, it was Jerry McCluggage, Paramount Television Group saying, mm-hmm. if you can't get anything right, make sure the hair is right. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if there's some HBO exec that's all into like varied ways of sitting. It's like if you can't Maybe. get anything right, make sure you sit a different way and a different mm-hmm. on a different piece of inanimate object as much as possible. I don't know. Yeah. So, well, I think on succession, it was it's the, those characters sit. Uh, however they want because they're not they don't have to sit like a normal person they don't have to be normal like so they don't that's have to, part of the that oh, okay that's part so of that's that part attitude. of the character like, and the attitude showing that look and I, and I we're so way, rich yeah. that we do whatever we want we do whatever yeah. we want we don't have to sit yeah. in a chair i can and sit they, wherever i want that is insane so you take the character's traits and you put it into their blocking as well which is awesome i think that's why i sat on yeah. the stairs in the scene is what i'm saying like oh hey, tom okay. in a way okay. was like Mr. Rebel, cool guy or whatever. The serious, you know, adults are going to stand over there, but he's Mr. Cool. He's going to sit on them or or lazy. (laughs) I think you had your book close by. I think you had your book hidden close to there. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to sit close to my book so I can read. I was reading over there. That's what I think you did. Probably. Seven figures out how to predict where the funnels are going to show up. There's graviton uh, forces that show up before funnels do. So. Uh, we can predict where they may occur, but seven also says, if we try to go out of one of these funnels, the graviton forces reach these critical peaks and then suddenly they reverse and pull us back in. So we'd have to go out and then hit warp just at the precise moment to get out of these funnels. It's not easy to do. We'd have to get to warp 8.2. Um, so Janeway's like, all right. Well, if we have enough power, let's give it a shot. The sooner, the better before we lose more, um, more, you know, more power that's being mm-hmm. drained. I, I also loved all the blocking in this scene, by the way, I got to say yeah. Mike Vahar. It was simple, but it was elegant. People moved with very simple movements, but it was, uh, I was, it was like, organic nice. and it looked yeah. good. You know, yeah. this scene looked the really other good. important thing that we have to mention here is that Seven is utilizing these fractal algorithms with Borg sensors. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so that's really why, you know, why, why didn't Valen get out? Why didn't the other 29 vessels yeah. near here? How, how, why haven't they gotten out? Well, none of them have Borg sensors. So I feel yeah. like that's a really important uh, yeah, script point true. here on this one. That's right, true. Moving on. Uh, we go to the bridge and Seven uh, finds one of these funnels forming. Um, <laughs> it is 70,000 meters off the port bow. So yeah. Harry says there's a graviton surge in 34 seconds. That's all the time we've got. Yeah. Um, Jamie says, take us in. We go in. Basically, we're heading into this thing, ready to go to war. Consoles go are banging big flashes, by the way. Right. Big sparks and things. Yeah. The ship gets thrown. We all get thrown down to the ground and <laughs> it's pulled us back in. We cut we cut out to space, but we see we see uh, the, our ship is just tumbling back in. Yeah. And it's sort yeah. of like this is so telegraphed. It's like telegraphing a punch because, you know, 
when you're watching this scene, we're trying to get out, and this is the beginning of the episode. It's not going to work. Okay? No, it's not so work. it's almost like this scene isn't even needed. <laughs> like yeah. we know you yeah. can't get out. So anyway, yeah. moving well, on. we have to try. We, we have, have to try. 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 Story wise, yes. you got to try. Yes, yes. We do hear from on the bridge. We hear Taurus call in. Bellana calls and says the warp core is offline. Offline. And then we cut to a shot. It's a like a low angle pushing in on the warp core, and she, you see her up in the balcony. Did you like uh, that? Or, or it pulls back from the warp core. I did you like love, that? You did like so it. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Great shot to go out on the act. We come back. We're in the briefing room. It's almost dark in here. It's yeah. almost like power's out. I loved shooting scenes in these kind of darker environments. I do remember. Because we think, never do. That's no, why. we never do. Yes. I think I remember um, in this scene, it was really dark. And, you, you know, Robert used to put his lines on the table and th- and the, on his pad and stuff and i think i remember in the scene he put his line in it but it was so dark he couldn't, he couldn't see him. it so he had to learn it he was like oh, i gotta oh i gotta go to my trailer and learn my lines now too Damn dark it. too dark to read it yeah he used to tape them onto the pad or whatever and he couldn't he couldn't do it He's he's like he's asking props for a Sims beacon. Could Chakotay actually hold a Sims yes. beacon during this uh, and kind of glance it across my pad where my lines mm-hmm. are taped? Uh, that would have been hilarious. Oh, I like this Lord. shot though because Janeway's walking around. She makes a full circle around the table. Yeah, basically. she does. She but does. It, she hands off. She she carries the shot is panning with her walk, but it it pans by everyone who. Is talking so yeah. Paris is lying, Taurus, Chakotay, yeah, um, Neelix. Yes. It just goes. It, it timed out beautifully, and uh, it was it was very well done. So Harry's not. Is Harry in the scene? I don't think he's in it. <gasps> I know. Sorry. There's plenty of scenes I'm not in. There's plenty of scenes a bunch of us aren't in. Don't you cry. Probably, I'm not going to cry. The, you're probably in the captain's chair right now. Yeah, but it's. Don't you find it odd? Usually in these yeah. type of meetings of informational stuff, Harry's always always in one yeah. of the chairs. Mm-hmm. Especially if you've got, you know, Neelix is there too. It's like you got to have Harry there. What's going on? What is Neelix doing? Yeah, I'm just saying. You know, yeah. Typically, mm-hmm. Harry should be there. It's weird. Mm-hmm. All right, Neelix does offer to go out. He's there. He's offering to go out on his own and try to salvage something. Oh, from some of the uh, other wrecks, right? Yeah, the other but, uh, derelict ships. Yes. Uh-huh. I did like the space shop at, at, at the space. Oh, one last thing. Yes. At, at the very end, the last couple lines, Paris says, "Well, the vultures are circling," <laughs> and Janeway says, "Vultures eat the dead, Mister Paris." We're, We're not, not dead, dead yet. yet. <laughs> I was like, "Why didn't we do the Monty Python version?" <laughs> dead yet. Why didn't it's she? It's just a flesh wound. Why didn't she do the money? I'm still bite? alive. Yeah. We're not dead yet. We're not dead anyway, yet. Anyway, she yeah. literally said it, but all I heard was money by them. <laughs> I um, love it. Oh my gosh. We go out to space. We see our ship in low power mode in space, which has to be the CGI ship, but it was very cool. It did look very, cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. We go, oh, back to the bridge next. And we come out of the set, like the ceiling dropping down in the front of the bridge and didn't he do that same move in the sick bay like two uh, episodes I, back possibly but again it's still a cool move regardless i was like whoa it was cool but i was like wait a minute mike's repeating himself <laughs> yeah. now because he blew me away in sick bay when he did that but he now that, i'm like, yeah. like hey, he just did it. but it's a different set though it he's is. allowed to do the same move totally on a different set it. come on it was cool yeah. it was cool we liked it. We come down out of the ceiling. Cool shot. Yeah. And Tuvok says uh, the vessel is 
in range and it's on fire. It looks like it's or leaking gas or something. It looks like the VFX from was it last week or the week before that cool ship that was leaking all the oh, right. Yeah. It yeah, looked like of, the same effect. It looked like plasma was leaking from plasma the ship, leaking. definitely. Yeah. yeah. But Harry says, well, it looks like somebody got there uh, before we did. Mm-hmm. Tuvok says there's no life science. Janeway says scan for iron trails, and whoever did this probably has our deuterium. So uh, there's really nothing left worth salvaging no. on that thing. Uh, but Seven comes up with little idea. She says, yeah, of course. not everything of value has been taken. The warp core has been removed, but the casing that protected it is intact. It's composed of trisesium, 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 trisesium. What is trisesium? Never even heard of trisesium never before said that this. Word on our show nope. before. That's the first and, time. And, and not then, only have we never said it, but it's I, a power source. We can, I, yeah, use, we, we can use that as a power source. We just convert it to trisesium, trisesium. Uh, I was like, I wrote down trisesium. Hey, I don't but, buy it. I, I wrote down how. Yeah, I don't buy we're gonna, it. We're going to, yeah, use this look, trisesium look, made up metal and it's going to run our ship. Okay. Well, if you use a MacGyver type of thing, technique, yes, it'll mm-hmm. work. You have to think like MacGyver. And mm-hmm. Jamie's like, okay, you know, every little bit beam helps. It over. So yeah, beam, beam it, it over. on over. Smarty, smarty pants seven. We okay. come down a hall next with a wristbands on. It's oh, the seven. Sims beacons now. The Sims yes. beacons, yeah. Mm-hmm. Seven tours are coming down and they come into the uh, cargo bay, I think, where where they had beamed the trisesium um, <laughs> the, the, casing, the casing. 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 It looks like kind of a salvaged, you know, broken kind of metal, the cylindrical tube thing. Um, but when they shine their light into it, or as yeah. they're looking at it, this creepy like rodent creature sort of yeah. pops in its inside of it. And then it runs out and and they they chase it they say uh stay where you are and they look up shine their lights up on a ladder he's climbing this is jonathan del arco this is Fantome. Fantome. Yes. Fantome. Fantome. i don't know how you're gonna say it Fantome. okay yes this will Uh, become Fantome. yes but he looks like a rodent the other thing i couldn't tell is i thought his costume was just greasy and dirty but that's actually like, it was a weird one because I was like, it's, maybe it should have just been skin. Like maybe they shouldn't. Have I thought had that it. was. Oh no, you're right. It it it. Okay. It so you're looks saying like they a jumpsuit, like yes, a, yes, almost like a wetsuit. Yes, that looked the sh- same color as his. Yeah. Same pattern as the skin. So I was like, so that's you weird. think that it should have just been skin no instead costume. of that? No costume. Yeah. So a completely devoid Full of clothing, Jonathan Delarco, basically. Yeah. Okay. I feel like it should have been. Yeah, because they could have did talk body, about body them like rats, you know, yeah. like they're mice. Like the vermin. Like the vermin, vermin, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the sickbay shot when it, uh, Fantome, who will learn, uh, Jonathan Dollarco is eating out of a bowl in the foreground, super low angle. <laughs> great shot. His whole physical performance was great. I didn't know it was Jonathan Dollarco. I know. Dollarco, we, yeah. It's just uh, it's blowing my mind still. Yeah. But that's yeah. Jonathan. <laughs> it was great. He's down in the foreground. Oh, They're God. trying to talk to him, but the doctor says he won't let me get close enough to treat him. The doctor <laughs> even says, I don't think he has any um, verbal skills. He's not communicating. Right. Uh, 
So Harry, Harry walks in and says, so you think my ship looks like a spoon, huh? Is what exactly. I should have said. <laughs> but but we end it with they're all very sympathetic with this this alien. They yeah. you know, want to help him and take yeah. care of him. He's very sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll look for other members of his species. In the meantime, Seven offers to give him some of her supplements, her nutritional supplements from her allotment. Yeah, so very, seven, very gracious of her heart. She yes. does. She's starting mm-hmm. to have some empathy now. I have some I like feelings, it. some empathy. Yeah. Uh, we go to the briefing room next. Uh, it's just Tuvok and Kim here. Yeah. Right. So it's just an odd thing. So the whole thing of, you know, me not seeing Harry in the earlier briefing room scene, I wasn't so upset once I saw this scene because mm-hmm. I realized, oh, Tuvok and Kim are working hard on finding the deuterium nabbers, kidnappers. So that's why he wasn't in that other scene. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we did. We found uh, um, the deuterium. Kim says it's someone we've already met. Now we're on the bridge now Mm -hmm. next. And it's Valen, General Valen on the view screen. Yes. The evil, the super. (laughs) I I made a note here. He basically, uh, he just is so on the nose, bad guy. I wish he hadn't been quite so on the nose. I didn't think he was that on the nose. I thought he was very helpful in the beginning. And I Mm. thought he was kind of, okay. I felt like he was untrustworthy from the very beginning. And I I I wish he had lightened it up a little and been a little more. I think he did lighten it up. But you know, that's so crazy. Wow. Okay. It's like when Janeway says, well, apparently you killed another uh, crew, the crew of another ship and took it from them. So we want it back. And his answer was, that's not the way things work here. Oh. <laughs> it was like so oozing with bad guy, you know, mustache okay, twirling. Okay, fine, I was like, fine. I was like, but when she down. first says, like, we're not here to trade, we're here to take back what belongs to us. And he's like, I, I don't know what you I don't know what you mean. I mean, I, I to me it just felt like he was playing it at the tone that it should be played. But okay. and, but you're right. There are certain lines that were a little creepy that he's like, What do you yeah. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. In this scene, basically. She's starting to experience the reality of the void and the rules around here. People stealing and, you know, stealing from the stealers and, you know, everybody's, everybody's like pirates here. And, yeah. and I felt like she was being tempted into this dark side. This is she, the scene yeah, where she, she knows was. she's being tempted. She like, was, but she resists the temptation because she, she could have beamed off. She could have transported everything off of his ship, which means a whole bunch of other things that didn't even belong to us. But mm-hmm. when she found out that they weren't ours, she said, no, she said, no, mm-hmm. we'll just take what what we, you know, what our property, mm-hmm. the rest of it. So she still has ethics. She still has a moral compass at this point. She does. But you can see her questioning it. And that's what leads to this next scene, which I yeah. love this next scene. In her um, ready starts, room. Yeah, in the ready yeah. room. It starts with a cinematic sort of pan across the ready room and lands on her in a silhouette, profile silhouette, looking yeah. out towards the stars, dark. And then Tuvok and Chicote come in and they basically yeah. have, they're coming in with an inventory, but they want to talk to her about, you know, how they're going to survive and what their tactics are going to be. You know, they're both suggesting that maybe we should, you know, play by the rules of this place and kind yeah. of. You know, maybe we can behave a little differently than we would if we were back in Federation space or Mm -hmm. even in the Delta Quadrant. Janeway does say, I was hoping to find a loophole that would allow us to take actions we wouldn't ordinarily take. And Chakotay says, any luck? He almost (laughs) did. Any luck? Get to fuck. Almost did the full. He he did have half the classic, half the Chakotay classic with 
Any luck? Any luck? Any luck? <laughs> You're doing it very well as well. Yes, I'm very yeah. impressed with your Thank impersonation. You. I didn't even realize that that he even said that. I was so busy writing notes, luck? and he did say that. Any luck? Yeah. And you were waiting for Tuvok at the end, right? I, know. Okay. I was. I was. But Janeway ultimately says, "Look, I think the solution is yeah to is to team up with people here and to yes. be generous and to offer them food and medical yes. supplies, yes. defend them if they're attacked, uh-huh. share with each other." Chakotay's like, "Well, we don't even have enough food for ourselves. How can we share with people?" But Janeway's answer is, "Look, maybe we'll only survive two days instead of seven, but yeah. we're going to do the right thing instead yeah. of hoarding it." And uh, and maybe if we combine our resources and we work together, yeah. that we can figure out a way, a real solution, you know, to solve this problem. So it's all about collaboration, not yeah. competition. Yeah. Collaboration is key. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Great, great Janeway kind yeah. of uh, scene, bringing Starfleet values to the void. I love the whole thing. We've got a captain's log here. As Janeway says, for the past several days, we've been making every effort to recruit members into an alliance, but it hasn't been easy. Not easy at all. We see uh, the first group she's trying to recruit. This is our red suited team with Garon, their their leader there. Garon. Garon. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I see when I see G-A-R-O-N? I see George Iran. George George Iran is right. He's in the house right now. George Iran. Okay. But she's uh, Janeway is explaining to uh, Garen that maybe, you know, when a new ship uh, arrives, that instead of attacking it, bring them in. Every new ship that help comes defend in, them, help defend, defend them, them right? and yes. bring them into this alliance. And then Garen says at one point, he's like, well, how many, how many? Uh, oh, how many ships do you have in this alliance? And yes, Janeway you says, you'd be the first. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, she hasn't it. sold anyone on this stuff. <laughs> You'd be the first. I love that moment. And then Neelix jumps in. Well, technically, Captain, that's not yeah. correct. I I joined this six years ago. I offered right. my, my right. services. So he tries to like, you know, smooth. Yeah. Sweeten the pot a little bit for pot. Garen. Yes. He tried. But I love his. Re- Do you see his response line? <laughs> he says, it's a noble idea, Captain, but good intentions are like deuterium reserves. They tend to get lost in the void. Mm-hmm. I love that line there. Yeah. But she says, you know, just consider it. She says, consider it. And he says, oh, yeah, I'll think about it. Right. Yeah. Oh, and she does give him food and medical supplies uh-huh. at the end of the scene. Yeah. Which is That's very right. nice of her. Yeah. For nothing in yeah. return. For no, nothing. Yeah. She's, he says, what do you expect in return? She goes, nothing. Just nope. compliments. Of the um, alliance, yeah. which is a smart move because yeah. does she really expect? No, I think she expects him to join this alliance. She so does. She, but you know, there's no, there's no quid pro quo, no this for that necessarily. No, yeah, but it's but, sort of implied, like right. But there's nothing like stuff. sweetening the pot with actual food and medical supplies. I action, mean, that's just yeah. here. Take this. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. he knows we're we're not playing we're serious mm-hmm. about this okay we go to the quarter next seven and janeway are are walking and talking yeah and you know seven is very skeptical about this whole plan to form an alliance and yeah she says you know somebody took my uh phase compensator, compensator yeah you know i just don't think we can trust these people yeah. basically they end up talking and janeway is sticking to her guns they end up stopping in the walk and talk and having a very close talky sort of <laughs> scene <laughs> 
which I felt like we had gotten away from our close talking, but we're back at it. I guess it it's this. back in. Yeah. yeah. It's a little bit more close talking. Janeway and Seven were a little bit close. Mm-hmm. Janeway, in the end, she basically says, well, I'm really sorry that I gave away your phase compensator. She, Oh, that's right. She says... She says that uh, that she had given it. That Janeway says she had given it to uh, the Nigerians. The Nigerians. Yeah, because they yeah. needed to repair their sensor array. So she says, "I'm sorry, I gave it away." Uh, as and that she says this as she's walking away, she sort of tosses it over her shoulder. And I made a note. She sounded like Catherine Hepburn here. Kate mm. did. She was like, "I'm sorry, I gave away your favorite fade compensator." <laughs> and she walked away. <laughs> it's just like. Wow. I'm sorry I gave away your favorite phase compensator. Yes, had a little drama in it. Straight from black and white film right now. Yeah, yeah. as she walked away. <laughs> I love it. It, just, it was it was very funny, the delivery and uh, the way she was walking and sort of talking over oh her shoulder God. as she walked away. <laughs> um, we go into sick bay. There's opera music playing. Yeah. It is uh, Rigoletto or something? or I don't know what it is. Uh, we see we see Fantome. Um, <laughs> he's like feeling his chest. He's He's feeling the music in his chest. This is yeah. where I still didn't know it was Jonathan Del Arco. So I was like, oh, <laughs> what a cool behavior uh, to really kind of express what's going on for this character. Um, Seven's checking on him. You know, how's he doing? Much better. Um, the doctor finally um, shares that he's named him Fantome because he's such a music lover. Is that kind of like Fantome of uh, the opera kind of yes. Is that yes. where they're going with that? Oh, well, he even says after the Phantom of the Opera, a tormented character who is soothed by music. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Fantome, Phantom of the Opera. That's what it's from. Or did they say Phantom? I don't even know how they said that. Phantom. Jonathan's name. I forgot. Um, but the doctor clearly thinks that uh, Fantome is yeah. a really interesting individual. They're connecting. And the doctor says, I wish I could communicate with him. But then uh, Seven says, well, he may not be able to speak, but he can hear. And then she holds up some items and puts a, you know, has the computer make a tone. Like she holds up a a tricorder and makes a tone Mm -hmm. and then holds up a bowl and makes a tone. And then she just makes the tone and Fantome, whatever his name is, comes and picks up the one that matches the tone. Yeah. And so the doctor's like, oh, he understands Understand, that tone yeah. means that. I thought that, you know, I could hear the tone. Yes. The, you know, when when she started playing this game, it fe- felt like such a simple game. I was like, oh, there's two items. There's a high tone and there's a low tone. Mm-hmm. This is going to get more complex, I hope. Because right. That's pretty fundamental. <laughs> I hope. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But at least you see where they're where the, the foundation of what they're going to do. So yeah. it was pretty clear. Yeah. Um, we go to the mess hall. Neelix is spreading another tablecloth. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this helper is there. I don't know who this dude is. There's some guy there helping out Neelix in the mess hall. <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy if there was this crazy plot amongst the showrunners? They're like, yeah, we got to get rid of McNeil. You know, he's so he's got two feet and two boats, one foot with the family, with all these kids. And then he's working. Let's put this guy that kind of looks like him on camera just to see how that compares to contrast to him i mean like what we've never seen this extra in seven years he no, shows suddenly up he's there he's I feel a like featured he won, extra i feel like it's somebody that won a contest or something or like did it, on, a, on a charity or something it's gotta be like, what it was put because because that's typically where Ayala would be. You know what I'm saying? A featured yeah. extra that we know. We know it's Tarek. And sometimes he has a line. This guy was 
just yeah. front and center. And again, you're right. He probably won a, a silent auction, something. Probably something like, like a charity yeah, auction. I don't know where he came from. But yeah, Neelix is putting down food in front of them. Yeah. He puts a plate down in front of Paris and it looks like eyeballs. <laughs> Didn't it? It looked like like eyeballs or something. It was weird looking, but I, I think, think that I was remember. a lychee. I think that's a lychee. That's I think like it a, was a lychee. Yeah. yeah. Like a fresh, ha- a fresh lychee has that gelatinous looking eyeballs style. I think know? it was a lychee and I think they put something on it black, like a seed or something else. Oh, okay. so it kind of had a eyeball look weird look. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> he puts down veteran risotto in front of um, Tom and he puts down Oli and guava in front of chorus. Yeah. And, um, and then suddenly uh, Tuvok calls and says, senior officers to their stations. Harris leaves. Wow. I, I felt like this scene was pointless. I did not understand. There's no reason for this scene to be in there, correct? Nope. It doesn't nope. further the story. Nope. It's not even a beast. Well, is it a beast storyline? A little bit of. I have no idea why this scene was in there. It's so strange. Like at the end. So he puts down a couple of things. They don't really eat it. They don't really. Like, is it that he was felt jealous of seven was making the first meal? Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know why, why the scene was in there. Well, honestly. because, okay. You know why? Because in the very beginning, your romantic double date was already interrupted. So oh. he wanted to reproduce your romantic date time and oh. give you guys the full dinner. And here it, here it is re- interrupted again, basically, but you're right. Yeah. It doesn't need to be in there. It's odd. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, um, we go to the bridge. Yeah, uh, because there is uh, Tuvox called us to the to the bridge. Yeah, um, Janeway saying funnel. shields to full. Paris yeah. is running in over by um, by you. Yeah, um, yeah, coming in that door. Yeah, a funnel just opened. A vessel yes. pulled in a new vessel, and of course, two vessels are approaching that new vessel, and one of them is General Valens, and Valens starts firing on the newcomer. Now, mm-hmm. Janeway is ready to do her little move to start this alliance. She targets Valen's weapons and she hails Valen. And Valen's like, hey, look, um, I'm not fighting you, Captain. Janeway's like, no, no, no. You need to stand down now. Valen's like, okay, this new ship has technology that we can share. Janeway's like, no, 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 no. No, we're not going to do this. So basically, Janeway draws the line right here in this scene. She's going to protect this ship from um being taken or possibly you know uh, the pillaged entire crew being yeah, yeah pillaged and, and let's face it when people get when these ships get pillaged a lot of times the crews are end up getting killed as well so that's yeah. the end of the, the crew so Janeway has drawn a line and Valen just just doesn't understand it <laughs> Valen's mm-hmm. all, Valen's all about I need this and I'm this is how I survive and I, I don't care who is in my way I liked when Janeway hailed the new ship and we see Lokar or Lokar, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he immediately goes, I surrender. I surrender. <laughs> and Jim was like, no, 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 we're no, here no, to no. help you. <laughs> I love these guys. The, yeah. They're like the the overseers or whatever yes, they're called. Yes, the watchers. Love, yeah, they're, love the they're, watchers. They're so love good. Them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he went to surrender. Jim was like, no, 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 we're here to help you. Um, can you target that smaller warship? Yeah. Uh, he said, we're not equipped to fight. So, yeah. Um, Janeway fires some torpedoes, which we don't have. Uh, <laughs> again, fires some torpedoes, and they don't really work because he must have upgraded his uh, shield since the last time we were fighting right. him. So, right, 
torpedoes don't work. Yeah, he, uh, we're having problems now with yes. this this guy. Uh, we got hull breaches. Harry says on deck five and six. Mm-hmm. Um, then we cut to engineering, and Taurus is climbing under the rail <laughs> into the middle of the warp core, and then she goes over to a panel on the railing side and types from the wrong side, like the right, warp yeah, core side, the opposite I was like, side. Why did she climb inside of the warp core just to work on a panel she could have walked over to? Strange. That was a weird, strange. It felt dramatic to me. Yeah. Uh, but she does deliver. It was unnecessary and very bizarre. But she says we're losing containment at this rate. We'll be dead in the water in less than three minutes. Mm-hmm. And our shields are down to 15 percent at this point. Um, so Tuvok says we should retreat. Janeway's like, no, no, we can't do this. And you say you might want to reconsider. There's another ship approaching. So now we think. Yeah, we think there's, we're gonna there's fight more people. That, yeah. Yeah. But guess what? It's Garen. It's it's Garen. Emmanuel Lewis Webster himself, all grown up, yes. coming to save us. We're so happy. Yeah. Basically, fires on uh, fires Valen. on the two vessels. On yeah. Valen, Valen's shields are down. Mm-hmm. Uh, the small the other ship is leaking plasma. They both retreat. Yep. Uh, Garen calls up. But before uh, Garen is on the view screen, Janeway says, get a weapons lock on him because she yeah. feels like we've been fooled could, before. Yeah. Yes. She doesn't get fooled again. And Garen calls her out right when he pops on screen. He's like, why are you targeting me? He's mm-hmm. like, well, I don't know your intention. He's like, I just made them clear, right? I just shot. I just, I just defended shot you guys. That were, those guys that, yeah. that, were, yeah, that, were, that were attacking you guys. So, yeah. So she was like, okay, welcome to the Alliance. <laughs> I love this act out because she kind of walks forward. The camera pushes yeah. in over yeah. Paris and it's a yeah. really, and, yeah. the, and the music here shifted. I really liked. Yes, it did. It yeah. felt like Spielberg-y kind of music. Like yes. very positive. It was cool. Yes. Next thing we see is in space. We see Voyager with five other ships hanging Uh out Mm -hmm. nearby. And uh, Captain's Log says, since Garen and the survey ship became our charter members, finding new allies has gotten easier. My latest prospect is Commander Bosal, or Mm -hmm. Basal, whose ship uh, technology could help us escape. So now we see in the mess hall, Janeway... uh, her idea is working. There's aliens everywhere, mingling, getting along. It looks like her new alliance that she's created is uh, is coming together. Yep. And she's brought Bozel, Commander Bozel, with her mm-hmm. and uh, offering him some dinner. Mm-hmm. And he's shocked about fresh vegetables. He's like, what? How did you... Who did you raid? You know, so his whole mindset is like raiding, raiding, raiding. How did you get these fresh whistles? Who did you raid these from? And she says, no, no, they're replicated. And guess what? One of the crews that joined us, they had technology that has tripled our replicator efficiency. So wow. we've already done amazing things. And Neelix yep. is proud. He, he says he can feed up to 500 people a day using half the power that it took us a few days ago. Yeah. And now they sit down to have a nice meal. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a we have a walk and talk next. Yeah, it's a short yeah. walk and talk. Tuvok uh, is leaving the mess hall, runs into the doctor, and he asks how the patient is. Right, and um, Fantome is it's right there with right him, there behind. Yes. Well, kind of hiding behind a doctor. Kind of hiding, in a way. Yes. Hmm. they both have a pad. The doctor has a pad. Fantome has a pad. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the doctor says, "Well, he's not my patient anymore." Um, uh, it's taken me a long time just to coax him out of sick bay, but he's doing fine. Yeah. And, and the doctor plays a couple of notes on the pad and then Fantome plays some notes back. It's like, they're talking to each other <laughs> with these little like 
to- musical tones, right? Musical tones, yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh and I was thinking at this point, they start talking back and forth and they walk into the mess hall yeah. and the doctor, as they're talking with the musical tones, the doctor laughs like he made it like Fantome made a joke or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, first of all, how do you make a joke with musical tones? I don't even know how well, that would work. Also, the doctor says, he says, it began with a few simple words, but now we're capable of rudimentary conversation. Yeah. So. As far as I know, the definition of rudimentary is basic, basic, right? So yeah. basic conversation, I guess you can make a joke from that. Why yeah. did the chicken cross the road joke? A very rudimentary something joke must have been. very yeah. simple, yes. Right. But the doctor does laugh. At that point, I was thinking, why don't we use our universal translator? Like if we've created a language, yeah. throw it in there, and then it feels like like you could use the universal translator and it right. would, or, everyone. So now he could talk to everyone, not just the doctor who seems to understand. Yes. You know I mean? Yeah, I know. Reroute it through the university translator. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, they come into the mess hall and then our new friend Bosal or Bosal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, sees Fantome and is like, gross what is that parasite doing aboard your ship yeah that's right he doesn't call him vermin he calls him a parasite is what yeah. he says yes mm-hmm. yes well he does yeah because janeway says i beg your pardon he says oh, they he says they're vermin. vermin excuse me yeah. yes yes afterwards yes so um we clearly see that bosol or bosol um thinks they behave like rats they spread disease they hide in conduits steal people's food yeah and um the doctor is very defensive he says you know He's he doesn't have any disease. He's very healthy, unlike a lot of other people in this mm-hmm. in this void. And he hasn't stolen anything. Yeah. Yeah. But Bosal basically says, I would exterminate all of them. And I suggest yeah. you do the same. Yeah. He says, if my sensors could detect where they are on my ship, I would exterminate yes. them. Yeah. It's just pretty hardcore. Yeah. And you do see that the the reaction on both Janeway and the doctor's face that this is ridiculous, right? So but they're she- not happy. Yeah, she says, you know what, if you don't like these guys, um, as long as they follow our rules, we could bring them on Voyager. And yeah. uh, and Bosal is like, well, if you could find them. And she says, well, now that we've got Fantome's physiology, we can yeah. get a transport lock. We'll, yeah. bring, we'll beam them off your ship. If you yeah. don't want them over there, we'll beam them over here. Yeah. And he agrees. So, yeah. And he joins the Alliance at this point. So. Yeah, he's he's one of the newest members of mm-hmm. the Void Alliance to get out. Mm-hmm. All right, where are we? We uh, go into uh, space for a moment. We mm-hmm. see six ships, so we see mm-hmm. Bosal's ship has joined. So now we're in engineering, and Torres and Garen are um, trying out this new emitter relay. Janeway walks in. She says, "How's it going?" And Torres begins to answer, "Oh, pretty well, pretty well, but we just need to." And suddenly it pops, it blows up. Yeah. So I I thought the timing of that was very funny. It It was. was. Oops. Mm -hmm. Very dry, funny. So Garen basically says that we have to establish this huge shield bubble around all the ships, but we have no way to compensate for the graviton stress. So there's no, there's no, um, that's the problem. That's the, that's the issue. They have to be able to. And Jamie's uh, like, well, what about a Polaron modulator? Could we do that? And. Taurus says, nobody in our alliance has one. We'd yeah. have to build it. Well, and, yeah, she says, we've been trying to build it, but yes. so far, um, nothing. 
So, so Jamie's like, okay, maybe we can trade for one. We go into astrometrics next. And my favorite aliens, the hierarchy are there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> eavesdropping. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're listening and they hear they're they're eavesdropping in on this conversation we just saw in engineering. Right. The hierarchy hears it because Janeway says, maybe we could trade for one or find a new ally who has yeah. one. So so when it cuts to astrometrics, we we basically see the the, the aliens you love are the eavesdropping. Guys. Yes, on the tail end of Janeway's sentence. Yes, right. exactly. So we they're don't watching. Have, yeah. They're watching that, and then Tuvok comes in. Mm-hmm. And says, "Hey, what are you? What are you doing? You're not authorized to be in here." Yeah, and yeah. he uh, explains, "Well, we're making a very valuable contribution. We devised <laughs> this new surveillance system, basically a spy system. Yeah, and it even bypassed Tuvok security measures. So these guys are very smart, and yeah. they were spies. I mean, that's kind of how we met them before. They were like right. watchers or observers." Right. Um, so they brought some of their technology onto Voyager. Yeah, it is valuable. That is a that is a contribution because Loquar says we can observe activity on any ship in the void without being detected. I mean, this is that's mm-hmm. the ultimate. Like in business, if you were able to be, jump into the boardrooms of all the companies that you are basically in business or competing against, uh, that mm-hmm. would be uh, that would give you an, an advantage for sure. Mm-hmm. And so he talks about how well, Tuvok says. Why are you watching these guys? Because uh, they're in our alliance. Yeah. Uh, you shouldn't be spying on them. And Loquar says, well, they shouldn't be hiding their ale. So it's kind of yeah. a comedic out. It there is comedic. Where yeah. he sees they've got, you know, some beer and uh, <laughs> they haven't been sharing it with everybody. Anyway, we go. My One of my favorite scenes is this next one. We go into sickbay and yeah. there's more of these void aliens. The, there's more of Jonathan, Jonathan DeLarco's people. Yes. And they are playing music like they're it's a great shot around the the bio bed, the surgical bed. Are they bed. on the clamshell? Clam are they shell, on the yeah. clamshell bed? They're okay. sitting on it um, and yeah. kind of playing all these notes. And it's just really beautiful. Yeah. It, and it, it ends up being this almost like a, a like musical a concert. piece. Yeah, yeah like, like a concert. A mm-hmm. And Janeway comes in and she's just mesmerized and listens to it. And when and they she, finish, she applauds. She starts applplauding. <laughs> and my first thought was, do they even understand applause? Like they may yeah, think they, he's wouldn't about that be to funny attack. if as she does that, they all like scatter. They they're like, oh my God, because yeah. they hear this clapping yeah. sound. They don't know what it is. Yeah. But Janeway <laughs> thinks it's beautiful and, yeah. and asks if they made it, you know, if they composed it. And the doctor said, um, well, they did, but it's not really a composition. It's a conversation. Yeah. Janeway says, well, maybe this kind of communication suggests they have a language. And the doctor says it could be telepathic. We don't know. But um, right. but they're comfortable they, using musical notes to talk yeah. to each other. That's for yeah. sure. Janeway does ask if they happen to be native to the void, these these Jonathan Delarco aliens. And Bardo says that they told him that they were born there. So, yeah. yes, this is where they're from. And they love this moment. It's one of my favorite scenes because it's a it's a real like exploration moment of like mm-hmm. Janeway really the wonder and awe of yeah. seeing a new species mm-hmm. that's just beautiful in some ways. Yeah. And it's just a reminder of what an amazing kind of discovery adventure that we're on. And, and a reminder that it. she's a science-based captain yeah. as well. Yes, she is. Yes. But Torres calls in, uh, Captain, need you in engineering. Basically, uh, Torres says, we've got this fully compatible Polaron modulator. Yeah. And he says, where'd you get it? Uh, Bosal says, the Kinjal frigate. 
And Janeway's like, oh, great. Uh, they want to join the Alliance. And Bosal says, no, they're not interested. And Janeway's like, wait a minute. How'd you get this then? He said, I traded. What'd you give them? She asked. No, I don't, I don't want to answer. Uh, I don't answer to you. She says, wait, did you steal it? And he doesn't really answer. No. She says, we're returning, we're returning it. it. And they have he says, no more use for it. They don't need it. <laughs> Janeway's like, you don't know that. He's like, yeah, I do. <laughs> and that's when she figures it out. She's like, you killed them. That Horrible. is a violation. You're, you're, you're out. You know, yeah. we're not going like to use, use this. It, take it, this be, with you. Yes, we would be accessories to murder if we yes. end up using this technology. So she basically boots Bozel and his Polaron modulator off the ship and says, yeah. see ya. You're done. Get out of here. You're not in our alliance anymore. Yeah. Um, it's a very strong act out. She is crystal clear about her morals. We go yeah. out on the act there. Come back. We have a space shot. We're down to three ships now. We were up to six. Right. Now we're down to three. Yeah. The Jalinians and the Kralor left with Basal. Mm-hmm. So the guys that were drinking the beer, they're gone. Mm-hmm. So we didn't need them anyway. Right. So didn't need them. No. But All they had was a, beer. This is a nice scene with Chakotay and... Janeway, Mm -hmm. JC forever. It's a walk and talk. (laughs) He won't give up on her, basically. That's what this scene is about. You know, she's questioning, did I make a mistake? And uh, Chakotay is just not giving up on her because it's JC forever. JC forever. Okay. Yes. But Janeway says, um, you know, okay, I guess everyone's pulling together to make up for my my mistake. And Chakotay says, well, they have to. That's in the Federation Charter. So he's got her back. He's trying to make her feel better for kicking this guy out. Yeah. Now we're in Astrometrics mm-hmm. and Tuvok is basically there with Loquar. Loquar mm-hmm. is the one who recorded a tactical conversation that took place between Bozel and Valen, I think, is who he's yes. talking to. Yeah. Yes. So you see Valen talking, saying, don't underestimate Janeway. I've been in a battle with her twice. Bozel says, well, then you know her tactics. I have two other ships. We can take Voyager's food and weapons if we work together. So Bozel is trying to form his own alliance yes. to, you know, and clearly going against after Janeway. Yeah. Janeway she and booted him. She realizes, yeah. like, we got to get out of here. Yeah. You know, we can't afford another battle with these guys. Right. Tell Bolana, we don't have time to test that modulator. We've yeah. got to do it now. Right. Because they're going to um, attack within the next 48 hours. They're going to make their attack. Yeah. So there's not enough time for Bolana to run field tests on this modulator that she has to put together, that she has to create. Um, next, we go to Sick Bay and... Janeway comes in. Um, our Fantome and his pals are having this very fast conversation. I don't know what they're saying, but I love we were handheld. Things are getting, um, you know, dramatic and uh, the energy is going up here. The stakes are getting higher. Janeway comes in. Sorry to interrupt your conversation. We've got a yeah. situation. Your friends, she tells the doctor, your friends can join us, but they but need to be aware of the dangers here. They can leave yeah. with us, but they need to be aware of the dangers. Doc translates. Uh, he goes, nope, this is their home. They want to stay. Janeway says, well, where do you, where should we transport them? And he says, any ship will do. They're nomads. He says, he says they want to help us now. They want to help says. us now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The the montage of the work yes. of, of preparing to get out of here with the shield bubble and everything. Right. So that's yeah. the prep. They're, they're going through all the last second preparations. Uh, so we're now on the bridge and Kim reports that there's a funnel forming in grid four. There's graviton surge in 98 seconds. Janeway says, okay, let the other ships know. 
take us in, Tommy. Tommy says, I, Captain. And I, Captain. Now, I, Captain. Yes. And then Tuvok reports that Bozo and his fleet are approaching. They're charging weapons. Jamie says to engineering, she wants to know the status. Torres says, look, I need two more minutes. Jamie says, you've got one. That reminded me of the original series where every, every time Kirk asked Scotty for an estimate and Scotty would give an estimate, Kirk would always cut it in half. And she's right. like, you've got this much time. So, yeah. All right. So the surge is about to happen in 50 seconds. Jamie says to the Alliance ships, begin firing at your designated targets. And mm-hmm. at that point, we do see some of the firing happening. Tuvok does say that we have penetrated shields on both of the vessels. And then that's when Janeway says to the doctor, initiate. So the transport happens of yeah, we Jonathan go, DeLarco and company. Yes, we yes. go to the transporter room and there's all Jonathan DeLarco and his pals, the void aliens on yeah. the transporter pad. Yeah. And uh, Doc says, uh, okay, Captain acknowledged. And he yeah. says, goodbye and good luck. Energize. And they beam yeah. away. They beam into the engine room. Yeah, Seven ship. says yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, the complete, they're yeah. in the engine rooms of the yeah. other ships. Yeah. That's where we sent them. Yeah. And very uh, smart. We're back on the bridge. Kim said, Harry says, we've got 30 seconds, Captain. Um, Janeway says, we need that modulator to Torres. Torres says, we need a few more seconds. We're getting very dramatic here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a cool space shot of Voyager being attacked as it heads through the funnel or toward the funnel. Yeah. And I loved in that space shot, you see the attacking ships start to blink. Yeah. It's like they're, there's you something's know, going on. Yeah. You know that yeah. those void aliens are in the engine room and they're taking, you know, shutting down the engines or whatever yeah. they're doing. Yep. On the bridge, Kim says, Harry says, uh, we're receiving a hail from Valen's ship, audio only. Jamie says, let's hear it. And all of a sudden, you don't hear Valen. It's just Uh-oh. the musical tones. Exactly. Yes. Of the of Fantome, clearly. And yes. Jamie turns and Jamie says, what is he saying, doctor? And uh, the doctor says, well, mission accomplished. Fantomi shut down power on Valen's ship. And mm-hmm. of course, that's what saves the day. Both the attacking ships are disabled by Fantomi and yes. Fantomi's brethren. So, yes, it's a good day for Voyager and the Alliance. There is a shot when we when, when uh, uh, in the transporter room and doctor says mission accomplished. And mm-hmm. we go to the bridge and Tuvok says confirmed. Bosal's ship has lost all power as well. Yeah. And then the camera off Tuvok pans over to Paris in a yeah. really tight close up. Yeah. And Paris says, who says gremlins in the engine are a myth? Right. Anyway, I remember this shot. Chrissy, she's head almost exploded. Why? It was <laughs> such a focus shift to go from Tuvok. I remember it's a hard shot. That one moment it looks, it flies by so quickly, but I remember the focus shift was like massive from way in the back of the bridge to way in the way front. tight on you. And it's a blind shift. Like it's yes. on the pan. He just yeah. has to hope that he lands <laughs> yeah, on the right, yeah. the right focal length. And <laughs> I, when I saw that, I was like, I remember that shot. We must've done it like 15 times. Uh, oh, rest in peace going, to Chris. No. Yeah. Know. Rest in peace yeah. to Chris Ishii. But I, you're, you were right. And I just remember there were times Chris, when you put him under that type of duress where it's very difficult yeah. to make that focus shift, he would make it known. Like he would see, you know, oh, he yeah. would talk, he, he would speak up. He would like, guys, this is really, you know, he would basically say <laughs> this like, is this, not is, easy. this is not easy. Okay, guys, you know, I mean, they, he would get frustrated oh, yeah. because he's, he was very good at what he did. Very, yes. very good. 
But when you put him under that type of duress, where you've got that was go a tough from- shot. <laughs> as soon so as I saw hard. it, I, yeah. had, I totally remember no. that. Yes, I was like, "Oh, poor Chris." Every yeah. Time. But but when you talk about crew members, was he on the very- camera with Doug? Doug was the operator on him. I think it was yes, Doug. Doug Knapp was operating right, and then I think focus both fun. of them. It might have been Doug, but he too. would focus pull. He would focus pull for for even if Marvin was on the camera, yeah. right? Just yeah. he would focus pull for whoever. But again. Um, he was probably the only crew member who ever would stop and speak out and say something, you know, yeah. typically everyone's yeah. sort of like, Oh, I know my place. I, I I'm not going to mm-hmm. make waves, but when something was difficult and, and people were asking a lot of Chris, Chris would be vocal yeah, <laughs> and, he would. and no he one would. would, he wouldn't be disciplined for it because you know, he was a good worker. It wasn't like yeah. he was a slacker. Well, he delivered. He wanted he just to deli- quali- yeah. he deliver want, quality. He wanted to be perfect. Right. Yeah. So being a perfectionist of what he does, sometimes he would get frustrated and he was like, gosh, darn it. You know, guys, you know, got to help me out a little bit on this. So yeah, Chris. <laughs> oh my gosh. Chris. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. um, in that scene, it's very tense. That's why there was that cool, hard shot with the right. Right. Just, very tense because we've got it. We're going to head through this funnel, yeah. Voyager plus the three other ships in this big, big bubble that we're all in. Yeah, uh, the ships are in formation. Uh, we're forty thousand meters to normal space. Twenty, twenty percent, ten percent. Tuvok says. Jamie says, "Do it!" And they drop the shield, and all three go to warp, and we see them that fly cool out towards yeah. the stars. Very yeah. cool shot. Yeah, we escaped. Uh, we, we escaped. We go to the transporter room. Galen and Lokar are there. Oh, Galen. Galen is Lokar's. Wait, who is Galen? Goran. Fuck. Oh, my gosh. They, there no, is no Galen it, in the cast There is no list. Galen. They, this is the wrong. Yeah, this script has the wrong. Um, it's, it's Garen. It's got to be Garen. It has yeah. to be Garen. Because let's let's figure this out. It's it's the red the red uniform aliens, yeah. right? right? That's Garen. Lokar is the big. The hippopotamus, hippopotamus guy, right? Love him. Love and who him. and who else joined us? Um Valen was the bad guy. Right. So he's not with that group. Um no, and then there was the guy that killed people and, and he got kicked, kicked out, off. Right. So but, but there's whatever. another ship with us. Isn't it Voyager and three other ships that get out of here? Or was it just Voyager and two other ships? I don't, I don't know. remember. But let's right. just not even let's call him by Garen. the character name. Let's just say yeah. Let's just say it's it's uh I think it was Garen. Yeah, I think it is too. Yeah. But okay. um, we're in the transporter room. Janeway basically mm-hmm. congratulates everyone and saying it was a privilege to have you as allies. Yeah. Garen's like, wow, I never believed we'd escape. Lukewar. He's like, well, then why did you join? And then G- Garen says, <laughs> I keep wanting to say Galen. And then Garen says, Captain Janeway is very persuasive. And the food was good. <laughs> oh, that was a that's a big seller right there. The food, yeah. yes. But uh, but we we leave good friends. We've made some good friends. Janeway mm-hmm. stuck to her guns. They're all beamed away. Yeah. And uh, Janeway and Chakotay have the last couple of words there. Yes, they are very close. By the way, when they have these last words, they are. She says it's shippers. almost like being part of the Federation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a moment uh, there. There was um, a moment. Anyway, after their very close JC moment, they walk yeah. away. I put heart, 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 because it's did you? sweet. What is What's your lesson? Your, uh, I was going to say it to you. What, what no, your lesson Jinx. is. <laughs> what is your lesson? You go uh, first. But yeah, my lesson is collaboration always trumps competition. That's exactly what I said. Working together <laughs> is more effective than competing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah working together is the lesson mm. here. Yeah. For sure. Agreed. 
Um, 1000%. What is your rating? I'll ask my you that. Rating. I enjoyed this episode. I liked the Jonathan Del Arco void aliens. I thought they were yeah. super cool. Some of yeah. my favorite. I yeah. love the hippo aliens, the, yeah. those guys. So, all in all, I give it an 8.0. I give this a Damn. pretty good rating. I know. Wow. I'm not going to go that high. I'm going to go 7.7, but still okay. good. Still good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was a good one. I agree. And what's the captains and admirals rating the captains and admirals average rating for the void is 8.0 ah oh you nailed it that's the first time Dude. ever okay that is the first you, time ever i'm gonna say you nailed it and you nailed mike and i Vahar. guess mike Vahar, i want I, you to go when you're in salt lake you pick up a lottery ticket okay pick up five of them don't I'm just get one good. five i'm, I'm feeling, feeling good five today. is the way to go yes 8.0 wow average yeah. That's pretty cool. Okay. Um, that's I'll pretty cool. Super, super duper cool. Okay. So what is next week's episode? Oh, next week's episode mm-hmm. is part one of a two-parter. Workforce part one. That's right. I forgot mm-hmm. that was coming up. Okay. It's coming up. Excellent. And yeah, I'm pretty sure you and I both know that one of those was directed by. Yes. Roxanne. Roxanne. So, yeah. So we don't have to guess that name since mm-hmm. we know that mm-hmm. but yes workforce part one all right everyone thank you for tuning in to robbie and i's recap and discussion of the void join us next week when we will be recapping workforce part yes. one all of our patreon patrons please stay tuned for your bonus material 